0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, so happy to have you here. Today we are jumping into episode 195 and we're getting jiggy with a little bit of R slash petty revenge. So guys and gals, grab your tea, grab your popcorn, grab your blankies if you want them. Get comfy and let's jump in with our first story. From Ezra611, want to block my driveway officer? Uh, It's going to be another minute or two on coffee. We opened at 6am so i had to be at work for 5am i'd leave my house at about 4 45 every morning my management was pretty relaxed about the opening shift clocking in up to 10 minutes late it wasn't really an ordeal as long as you showed up ready to go i came outside at 4 45 to find that a local police officer had pulled someone over and is now blocking my driveway this has happened before but normally in the afternoon and normally I just ask the officer to move forward a couple of feet so that I can pull out of the driveway, no sweat. This officer, however, angrily informs me that I will have to wait till he's done. I snap a picture of his car, text it to my manager and explain my tardiness. 40 minutes later, the police officer finally moves. I scramble into the car and head to work. I get there 15 minutes before we open. I frantically start to brew tea, fetch ice, having to condense my 50 minute routine into 15. I almost forgot to brew coffee. Opening time rolls around and the first group of customers come in. It's a group of our local police officers led by the captain. I guess they're about to do a shift change. One of the officers in the group is the one that blocked my driveway. Anyway, captain orders coffee and I regretfully inform him that there's a five minute wait on coffee because I got to work extremely late. Captain asks why? So I whip out my phone and explain that one of his officers blocked my driveway for 45 minutes for a routine traffic stop. Captain proceeds to chew out that officer in front of all his colleagues and exclaims that nothing short of a life or death emergency should block my driveway if it will interfere with him getting his morning coffee. It was never blocked again and the captain always got his coffee at 6am without interruption. Sometimes I wonder if these should just be called, like, petty justice rather than petty revenge. Our next story is from Bergroot, back from college break to have nothing. I'm so proud of my daughter for this. Long story, though, sorry. My daughter, 19 female, had a group of high school friends for years. Fast forward freshman year college and her new roommate becomes part of the friend group. I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer the same day she started classes that year and as the year goes on her relationship with some of these friends starts to have problems but the roommate still seems solid so they sign a lease for sophomore year by the beginning of sophomore year all her high school friends four of them have turned on my daughter and she's struggling to figure out why by the end of september she finds out that the roommates have been playing both sides of the fence and has ultimately sided with my daughter's old friends and continues to see them regularly. This, of course, creates a nasty living situation for my daughter, but she does her best to manage through. As time goes on, I come to find out that her friends turned on her because they felt that her emotional needs were toxic for them to be around. My daughter was having panic attacks about my cancer and other normal things and was reaching out to her friends for someone to talk to And they just couldn't handle it. A few weeks ago, the roommate invited two of these friends over to stay. My daughter asked if they could pick another time as she had work and then an all-nighter ahead of her finishing her finals and she didn't want to be in the apartment if they were going to be there. The roommate ignored this request. My daughter walked into them being there after work and had a panic attack. The roommate looked at her and said, See? This is why you have no friends when you behave like this. What do you expect? This week, my daughter managed to find a way to move out before the roommate came back from break. The couch, the coffee table, the rug, the pots and pans, the dishes, the shower curtain, on and on, all of it was my daughter's. The internet, the electric, the water, all in my daughter's name. She took everything, moved out and left the roommate's come back from break with none of it working and all of the shared space items gone and she left a note signed, What did you expect? Oh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall when she walks in. What did you expect? Oh, I love it. Our next one is from a bear sniffed my head. I take an entitled woman's cart full of groceries with update. I am a male in my 50s at Walmart and I hear a girl, a worker in her 20s, very nicely say Oh, excuse me ladies I see two entitled women in their 40s talking in front of the doors that the workers use to restock the store the entitled woman looks at the worker with the disdain of royalty being interrupted by a filthy peasant the worker with her empty supply cart again tells the entitled bees that she needs to get through again the entitled woman blows her off with pursed lips and a dirty look Now, I have a particular sensitivity to people mistreating workers, and these bees have disrupted my delicate sensibilities. I walk past the entitled woman, snagging one of their carts full of groceries, and I take off. It takes them a moment for them to notice before they pursue me. I quickly traverse the back aisle and turn the corner towards the front of the store. One of the entitled women tried to pull the car away from me, but I make it all the way to the front of the store before letting go. I make a clean getaway and go back to get my cart. Next to the restock doors is the other woman's cart. Now, before you call me an asshole, I'm fully aware, but these people needed to be taught a lesson, and I'm just the one compelled to step in. I grab the cart and head off to the camping section. I take the cold stuff from the cart. I needed milk and eggs anyway, so bonus. Later, I felt bad that some Walmart worker would have to restock the cart from the camping section. When I went back, the cart was gone. This happened like a year ago, and I didn't think much about it. The other day, I was at a restaurant with my extended family. One of the waitresses kept looking at me. It took me a while to put it together. When she walked past, I said, Didn't you used to work at Walmart? She got excited and exclaimed that she thought it was me. I had a haircut and lost some weight since then. She filled me in on the aftermath. The ladies complained to the manager that a guy tried to steal their stuff for no reason. The manager figured there was more to the story. The entitled woman wanted the manager to find me and have me arrested. The worker girl told her what really happened and it's since become store folklore. I told her I posted the story in am I the arsehole and got voted the arsehole. She said you're not an arsehole, you're a legend. My sister told her another similar story when we were kids, but I'll save that one for another day. Alright, we're going to need a poll on this one. Get on Discord, 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 get on Discord. Tell me, legend or arsehole? I'm going to vote legendary arsehole, but in a good way. Purely because I've just got this vision in my head of me when I'm older, running around with a cart going, Hee, can't catch me! Our next story is from It's Strib 1978 Want to stay late when I can't ask you to leave? All right. Fine by me.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price
0: line. Cross post from another group after being told it belonged here. TLDR at the bottom, it's a read, but it's worth it. This was a hot minute ago, mid to late 90s. I was working evenings, slinging coffee at a well known international coffee chain, y- yeah, you know the one, while I finished my degree. The coffee chain had just introduced a brand-new blended frozen beverage that made all the baristas' lives a living hell. I still can't drink this shit to this day, but it was pretty popular. Especially with younger patrons. As my location was right next to the only mall in the area, we were inundated by teenagers pretty regularly. Most were respectful and nice. Except this one group of girls. They were there nearly every evening, not tipping, being loud and as obnoxious as fuck, making and leaving messes everywhere. We all despised them. When the new blended frozen drinks came out, the group of teenage succubi found a new, improved way to make our lives difficult. They would descend upon our location en masse even bringing new nasty girls with them. They'd all order the blended frozen drink, but each order would just be a little bit different. This would ensure that we could only make one drink at a time in the one blender we had. The little slogs would even lean over the counter and monitor us to make sure every one of their drinks was exactly made to specification and would ensure we didn't screw it up. The girls had also picked up the lovely new habit of staying past closing. Rules of the coffee chain at that time were that we couldn't ask anyone to leave after we closed. We could start cleaning duties, even turning some lights off here and there, but we couldn't be like, hey, um, we're closing, can you take your beverage outside? Dumb rule, but most people would see us starting to shut down and head for the door. Not the succubus brigade. Oh no, their leader confronted one of my co-workers one night as he swept and mopped near them. Roughly 15 minutes past closing, You can't ask us to leave, my aunt's manager there, so I know. Dude hadn't even acknowledged them. This wasn't an everyday occurrence, but believe me when I say we were done. About two weeks after they'd confronted my co-worker, I was closing had one other person with me and I had volunteered to close the front of the store. The mean girls were camped out in their usual corner. I started wiping down tables. I heard giggling and looked in their direction. They'd knocked a piece of coffee cake on the floor. Crumbs were everywhere. Not only this, but they were all looking at me and smirking. And the ringleader shrugged and said, oops, I was fucking done. I finished wiping down the tables while I formulated my plan. I ducked behind the counter and motioned for my co-worker to join me in the back. I told her my plan, grabbed a mop and moved back behind the counter near the flavoured syrup. I poured a nice amount of raspberry syrup into my mouth and headed back into the general vicinity of the flock of biznatches. After a few moments of total inconspicuous mopping, I lurch forward towards the girls, clutching my abdomen with a terrified look on my face. This is quite successful in diverting their attention towards me, exactly what I want. After I make a few more puke-like lurches, I spew forth the raspberry syrup all over the floor. It went everywhere and looked like I had vomited blood. To say that they freaked out would be an understatement. A collective high-pitched screech rose up from the group as they grabbed their purses and scrambled for the door. Drinks were spilled, one girl tripped and fell, chairs were knocked over. I surpassed my highest expectations. It was glorious. They were still scrambling around the parking lot and crying as I calmly walked to the door and locked it, with my co-worker laughing hysterically in the background. We started cleaning up the absolute worthwhile mess, still falling out as they silently watched for a few moments before piling into three cars and leaving. I never heard anything from management, never got written up, never saw those girls again. Will forever be remembered as the single greatest event in my retail career. Alright, this one's from Lucky Devil 92 up six. Want to put my kid in detention for farting? Ha! <laughs> you can pay for the cost of getting him home. So this story takes place in the mid 2000s when I was at secondary school, which is basically high school for the Yankee Doodle Dandies. I was 13 and going through that awkward stage in life where everything's changing in you constantly. One thing that was changing was the amount of gas that my body created after a particularly long series of curries and chilies that my family made on the regular as they were cheap meals to cook and easy. Plus, despite being as English as Paddington Bear, we loved spicy food. So the story takes place over a series of French classes in which I had a showdown with this very petty French teacher who we'll call Mrs. F. She regularly puts kids in detention over everything and while some was justified like talking in class and not doing homework, She decided for me, despite the fact I was a half decent student who was courteous and polite, because I would occasionally fart in class, that was enough to put me in detention. If someone smelt it and made a fuss. I tried everything to stay away from this woman's wrath, like staying at the back of the class by a nearby open window, to asking my parents if I can have something that was less likely to bring me flatulence. This all came to a head though when I regularly was being given detention despite no obvious discipline issues. The school was not obligated to tell my parents why I received detention and the teacher didn't want to share, I think. For a while, I kept it hidden as both of my parents worked until I got home anyways and generally I was thinking that they couldn't do anything about it. This was until I was put into after school detention on my 14th birthday. Now, my parents always made a fuss about my birthdays as it was close to Christmas, and they knew that I liked a day when I could pick anything for dinner and anything to do all night long. Now this detention was scheduled to last for two hours, so there was no way I was getting home before mum and dad did, and they were pissed when they found out that for nearly two months straight I'd been losing break times, lunch times, and hours of my home life to this woman's insanity in her efforts to get me to stop farting. Now, my dad was home after my mum every day and asked my brother where my mum and me were as my mother had come to get me after calling the school to find out I was in after school detention. She had, after all, planned to be ready to take us all for a paid reservation in an Italian restaurant as my favourite food is and always has been lasagna. So, while dad is frantically trying to get the reservation changed, to no avail, mom is collecting me. When she finds out that dad failed to get the money on the reservation back or the time changed, she wasn't happy. But she was pissed when she found out everything about why I was in detention and how much time I'd spent in it. Bear in mind that until this point, I had disguised my after-school detentions as doing extra work for school projects so I was regularly just given bus money and told it's fine. Now this time I thought I'd try getting my French teacher to be nice as it's my birthday, but no change. So the following day, after my birthday, my mum took the day off work and I was called into the school office to have a sit-down with my French teacher and the headmistress. My mum let me say my piece first and I explained I was trying not to disturb anyone, but sometimes it just happened. I made sure to be as innocent as possible. The headmistress asked Mrs. F what compelled her to think that flatulence in class was worth so much punishment, to which she replied because he needs to learn to control himself. My mum then went on about how much money the family had spent getting me home from school because I couldn't take the 3 o'clock bus that my bus pass covered, and they had to spend close to £15 a week getting me home. She then added the cost of her workday she'd had to take off and the reservation that we'd lost on my birthday. She then did something I didn't see coming. She pulled out a pile of bus tickets and receipts along with a pay stub from work to demonstrate the cost she was having to expend going so in the school. And that they're paying for all of this and that she's holding them responsible for the cost. In total, between the bus tickets and a lost reservation, the pay for the day was about £250. Mrs. F then goes, badly. I'll discipline your child until he learns that he will not disturb the class with his disgusting body. I shrunk at this statement just a little bit when my headmistress said something I'll never forget. Don't worry about these costs. Mrs. F will be paying them out of her own pocket. Before you leave today, if she wants to keep her job. As I can see your point that your child is not being a bad kid, he's just a little bit gassy. Mrs. F. If you wish to put any child in detention from now on, I'll be reviewing it before approving the detention, as it is clear you are abusing your power as a teacher. Now pay this lady her money and get back to work. With that, Mrs. F was fuming and agreed to pay my mother out of her paycheck. The school office handed the money over to my mother, who proceeded to spend it on extra Christmas presents for me and my older brother that year. Oh, and how did my mum finish up this petty revenge? Well, she told me to sit in front of Mrs. F's desk and loaded me up regularly on anything that would make me guff, which I did with her never being able to punish me again. Well, thank you very much for being here for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, guys, peace out, take care.